Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Relentless Pursuit podcast. And I have been talking about faith lately. And um, well, actually, I think everything that we're talking about is faith. It's all about faith, <laughs> right? But um, no, lately, I've been sharing about um, my accident and um, how God has just so come in to that situation, had so come into that situation and many others as the lion of Judah, like the lion of God, the lion side of Jesus. And, um, and basically it led me to really think about, well, where do I go from here? What can I talk about being that I've been really referring to this amazing, powerful presence that came and intervened into my car crash in such a radical way. And then this week, this last week, losing a dear friend, um, another loss. And um, as I know, many people are struggling with the loss of loved ones and friends. And there is so much going on. I know it's, it's, I'm hearing about it. I'm seeing it, watching it on the news. I know this is a radical season. And as I've been just in so much pain this week and so much um, shock, um, I thought, where do I go from here in my sharing on my podcast? I just came off of just sharing about this, the radical lion of Judah who came and interceded and intercepted and caught us. And as we flew through the air and, and the, the miracle of our family living and just all the miracles that stacked up after that. And as I was uh, kind of getting ready the other day, I, I heard a whisper in my spirit that he's the lamb as well. He's the lion of Judah and the lamb of God. And those are the two descriptions. Those are two descriptions of two aspects of Jesus's nature. He is both the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah and the lamb that was slain. And when I heard that in my spirit about him being a lamb for me right now, I thought, oh my gosh, that gives me so much peace. And then I started to think about the characteristics of a lion and a lamb. And a lion is powerful, brave, courageous. They're strong and fearless, ferocious. They're destroyer of darkness. They're just, they're the king, right? The, the king in the jungle. They're just like, lions they're just they're, nothing makes them afraid you know and they're fierce and powerful and then i was thinking about a, a lamb the characteristics of a lamb meek patient introvert shy very feeling complex they can also interpret emotions and in faces of other sheep emotional can feel also optimistic and pessimistic based on what they're experiencing and they're intelligent and they're feeling. And I was so comforted when God just the Holy spirit whispered in my ear, I'm, I'm the lamb of God for you right now. And I need that lamb 
and I'll tell you why, because I needed the, the gentleness. I needed the quietness. I needed the, the tenderness. I needed the meekness. I needed the carefulness because my heart was so fragile and so broken. And so I just wanted to talk to you about that, that, you know, our compassionate, gentle, gracious lamb of God is near. And, and sometimes in really hard times and in radical situations, you know, we need, we, we need that lion to come rushing in, right? We need that lion to come rushing in and rescue and that fierceness. And, and we also need that lamb, that gentle, caring, present, tender lamb that's tuned in and is, is, is quiet with us as we are processing some things. And so, as you know, in my book, or some of you, if you haven't read it, um, all through my book, I have the names of God, different names of God that reveal his character, nature, and attributes written all through the chapters of my book. And that's because he's not just the lion and the lamb. He is many things. He is all things. And um, so each chapter, I, I bring up a name that really speaks to what was going on in that situation. And so some of these names, and I'm not going to get into the Hebrew pronunciation because I don't have it down, but some of these are really speaking to me right now as I'm grieving the loss of my friend. But that in my chapter 18 of when the loss of my son, when I talk about the loss of my son, I use the name God in heaven and the name, the Hebrew name for who, God who is near. And then I talk about the Lord who is my peace, the Lord who is my shepherd. I talk about the God of, who is my strength, the God who is my helper. And also I talk about a gracious God, um, my refuge. These are all names. These are all names, Hebrew names taken from scriptures that describe who God is. And then on other chapters where I, I'm experiencing a different side of God, I'm experiencing um, the Lord of hosts, um, the God of forgiveness, um, the Lord, my banner, mighty God, my hero, and, and Yah, the God who rides upon the clouds. And so he's all of these things. He's not different gods. He's all things to all people. And he is what is needed. His name, I am, the great I am. When you hear that, I am means I am, I will be what I will be. I will be what is needed. So can you see how these different parts of him, his character, his nature and attributes are there and available to us at every season, every time, whatever is going on, it, he is all of those things. And so for me right now, I've been needing this, this lamb of God. I need my helper. I need uh, the God of heaven to remind me of heaven right now to keep my eyes looking up as there's so much sorrow. I need the God who is near. And one of the things I think about as a lamb is just the, 
both shepherd and an intimate relationship with a sheep cannot live on its own without a good shepherd. They are not able and how um, the sheep, the shepherd can become super intimate and super caring of a sheep that is hurting, that has been cast down by extra weight. Say they haven't been sheared and they've become cast down and laid out in the field somewhere. He goes out and finds that sheep brings them near, takes care of them, a broken, you know, at times where that sheep has strayed and continues to stray and rebel, that shepherd might even break that leg in order to get that sheep to um, come and um, stay near. Again, intimacy with the good shepherd will make that sheep not want to continue straying. And so I just wanted to share a little bit about some of the scriptures that have really, um, ministered to me in my grief and um, especially after losing my beloved child, how when I recognize that some of these scriptures about the Lamb of God, about the love of God, that I began to really take them in and they began to speak to me. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. There's a blessing in our mourning. And the gentle, the gentleness of God, the graciousness of God is not rushing us through our grief and our pain. As a matter of fact, he's saying, blessed are you who mourn, for you shall be comforted. It's very important. And it is, again, that intimate place with the gentle Lamb of God for us to, to, to mourn and to grieve and receive comfort from him. And again, that intimacy and allowing God to, to comfort us, the one who doesn't rush us through is only going to change our relationship with him and change our life. Um, so we need to mourn our losses. And what we don't let out and work out, we will act it out. It'll come out in some way, shape or form. Also, Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. This has become so near to me, so, so, so real to me. He is never more near than in our brokenness. And there is a blessing. We might not feel it. And I have to tell you, for so long after my son died, I did not feel his nearness. It wasn't because he wasn't near. His promise is, I am near to the brokenhearted. And I save those crushed in spirit. That is who is, he is. That's his character. He, that's his nature. That's who he is. I was in so much shock and so much pain. And even this last week, just so much pain that it's not necessarily that I'm feeling this closeness, but that is a promise. And there's nothing that can change that. I found that the, the lamb of God, the tender heart tarted Jesus was pressing in waiting for me patiently, waiting for me, wasn't leaving, wasn't mad at me, wasn't struggling with my feeling distant or afraid or disconnected. He was near and stayed near and never left me and never forsook me. He is the gentle, gracious Jesus who is patient and kind and is near. And so the promise is he's never more near. Also, the character of just what Jesus 
The Bible tells us Jesus experienced. He was a man acquainted with grief, meaning it was familiar. He experienced grief. He was a man of sorrows. And I don't know about you, but those who have been comforted due to death and tragedy are great comforters. And I have been comforted by those who understand and are have that deep understanding and they too are able to wait and be patient and not pushy and just embrace with me my grief. And that's Jesus, the one who suffered for us, the one who suffered in so many ways. Um, he is a man of sorrows. So not only is he near to us, but he knows grief and sorrow like no one else could possibly. So as I walked through my grief and I began to see this, took me a while after Nate died, but I began to see this and I began to go, whoa, you are the only one who can understand me. You're the only one. Nobody else can. And you are near to me. You're near. You're with me all the time. You are my helper, the God, my helper. You're not going to leave me. You're going to stay with me. And uh, man, I cannot tell you how powerful that was for me. He is patient. He is kind, gentle, because he understands the rawness, pain, and loneliness of grief. He understands. This is so comforting for me. And I know I hear many people say that in many circles that I'm in of other women who've lost children and wives who've lost husbands that people don't understand or their life has gone on for them. Well, our suffering, suffering savior understands. There's some words to a song that I wanted to read called the son of suffering. Oh, the perfect son of God in all his innocence here walking in the dirt with you and me. He knows what living is. He's acquainted with our grief man of sorrows and son of suffering. Blood and tears, how can it be? There's a God who weeps. There's a God who bleeds. Oh, praise the one who has reached for me. Hallelujah, the son of suffering. He has suffered and he suffers with us in our suffering and is very present help in time of trouble. We can see an example of this when, when um, Lazarus in the Bible, uh, Lazarus died and Jesus was on his way to see the family and Mary and Martha um, were in such despair and deep sadness because he, they were like, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. And do you think he knew what was going on? He, absolutely. Do you think he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead? Absolutely. But even though he knew those things, he paused. He stopped for their tears and their wailing. He waited and he paused and he wept. He wept. He was present. He felt their pain. He listened. He wept. That's our savior. That is our brother. He didn't say, hey, girls, if you just hang on a few minutes, I'm going to take care of this. Jeez, you're going to regret being so emotional or whatever. <laughs> or he, hey, you know, he's in heaven, whatever. Yeah. No, he was in the moment with them. 
that is your Jesus who's with you in the moments of your deepest despair and grief. Another thing I wanted to kind of bring up is after my son died, I had really severe stomach issues. Um, and I was very, very sick. I had diverticulitis and it was lasting a few years. I worked just my body again, are we're made of body, soul, well, let's say spirit, soul, and body, right? So our bodies are holding all of the pain and all of the, the uh, grief and everything that we're experiencing, right? And so um, I was very sick and I couldn't eat. And one day, a dear friend of mine brought the story to mind, uh, Luke 7, 12, which is my son's birthday, July 12, which is coming up. But it's the story of when Jesus wa was walking through um, a village, from, from village to village, and he saw a widow who had just lost her son. And he, the word that's in there is in the Greek. I can't pronounce it. It's very long, but it's in the Greek. The word for compassion is the same word for intestines, the inward parts. Jesus had so much compassion in his gut, in the inward parts that, um, he was led to movement and he, he went to her and he raised her son from the dead. And that was seven twelve and seven thirteen. Luke seven twelve and seven thirteen. And so um, this was, became alive to me. The scripture became alive to me in my sickness that God planned that his son would feel the deepest pain and sorrow for us in his gut so comforting. And I really understood that point. He bore in his body, our griefs and our sorrow in his gut. My savior felt that in the depths of his stomach for my pain and sorrow. That's what his compassion looks like and feels like. My gut was in pain. So was his for my pain. And that is what he feels for us. And so when that came to me, I began to get a revelation of that. And soon after that, a woman, a dear friend came to Bridge of Hope one day, pray for me. And this is like the hundredth person that's prayed. But this day, God took that from me. And I was healed of diverticulitis. And it's been three years this last May, completely healed. I went from not being able to eat anything but bone broth and like yogurt and sweet potatoes to anything I want. But that the passion, compassionate, loving Jesus, the Lamb of God, bore my pain in his gut, bore our pain and our sorrows, all of us. He felt it deeply. He pauses, he feels, he's present. He's not rushing you. He's not charging in, but he sees you and he's carrying that. So I just wanted to share that with you today and um, encourage you in that, that know his name, know his name. He is both the lion of Judah and the lamb of God. And he is so present and so perfect in whatever circumstance. If it's a car accident, like I've been sharing about the miraculous rushing in of the, the lion of Judah and the hosts of heaven for that moment 
or the gentle lamb that patiently waits, that is quiet and meek, and there waiting, present, and feeling everything, and knowing your timing and what you're processing is with you and not leaving you. And then takes all of that on him, all your pain and all your sorrow, and took it in his body and bore it and died for it that we might live. Wow, what a beautiful, beautiful revelation of he is all these things. He is all these things for us. So I pray that if you are grieving, if your heart has been broken, if there's places where you are feeling alone, that you would know these truths, that he is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you, that you can trust him with your emotions, that he's not going to push you through, but he's patiently waiting. He's your healer and he's your redeemer and he loves you. So bless you and hope this is an encouragement to you. Please write me if you want to write me and share your experiences with me. I would love to hear those on Facebook, on my Relentless Pursuit page. I would love to get conversations going around that. So God bless you and take care.